Hi, Raphael Bender here, founder of Breathe Education, and you're listening to the Pilates Elephants podcast. There are many things that are awesome about the Pilates industry. However, many of the practices that we take for granted are out of date, illogical, or just plain pseudoscientific. These are the elephants in the room, and I'm here to talk about them openly and honestly, and with a couple of F-bombs thrown in for good measure. Pilates Elephants is about debunking the myths and giving you science-based tools to become a better, happier, and more fearless teacher who really fucking knows your stuff. Okay, I am here with Kylie. Hey, Kylie. Hi. Great to be with you again. Great to be here. So uh, we are here to empower the Pilates stratosphere with how to have a sales conversation that results in your client buying something that is going to solve their problem and make you a profit. So um, just before we get into that, can you, uh, even though you've been on the show before quite recently and talking about this same topic, but not exactly the same topic, uh, could you introduce yourself and um, yeah, who you are and why we should care about what you've got to say about this? <laughs> um, I'm Kylie. I have been at Breathe for 15 years. Prior to that, I have been in the fitness industry for probably 10 years before that um, in a number of different roles um, and essentially, you know, selling mostly and building uh, businesses and, yeah, engaging, connecting with clients Loving what I do. You're an awesome salesperson and you're our current sales leader here at Breathe. And uh, before we sold uh, Pilates instructor training, we sold Pilates classes. And you were were the number one salesperson of Pilates classes. (laughs) So... um, All right. And before you you sold Pilates classes, you sold fitness memberships. Fitness. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so you've sold one or two Pilates and fitness uh, things over the days. Right. So we're here to talk about how to, we did a previous episode, which was, you know, part one of this conversation, which was how to sell Pilates. And really the first episode was about get out of your own way. It was like, let how to let go of the most common limiting beliefs that people have about money, about selling, about business, about scarcity, um, in order to, you know, be able to uh, implement the skills of sales, first you have to let go of a lot of those limiting beliefs. So if you haven't listened to that yet, uh, you know you can listen to that before or after you listen to this. But if you're listening to this episode and you find yourself coming up against a lot of mental blockers, like feeling like ethical, ickiness, whatever, go back and listen to that first episode and um, that will help you. So our goal today is to give you like nuts and bolts, nitty gritty things, like specific things to say a, you know, essentially a guideline, a a checklist, a script of how to have an effective conversation when someone comes in to your studio or, you know, calls you up or emails you or whatever, um, that you can have an effective conversation, which results in them buying something that is going to solve their problem and is going to make you a profit at the same time. So, uh, the, we, we, we have this broken up into like two kind of main sections. And the first one is, we just want to go over quickly, some of the kind of ground rules of sales. Um, 
and well, three ground rules of sales. And the second one is we just want to get into the nitty gritty of the three steps of sales. And we've kind of got, we've got a bonus step for you at the end as well. So those three ground rules, um, uh, yeah, Kylie, take it away. Uh, so essentially our three ground rules are don't present price before value. Um, first and foremost, because they don't know what it is. They don't know what you're offering. You haven't asked the questions. So no amount of money is going to make any sense to them if they don't know what it is. Uh, so, all st- so sorry, okay. just to just to illustrate that briefly, like if I said to you, okay, uh, my car is for sale, it's $50,000, right? Is that overpriced, underpriced, or correct? Well, you don't know. I mean, if it's a 20-year-old, you know, Toyota Corolla, yeah, it's overpriced, right? But what if it's a solid gold limousine that, you know, Elvis Presley rode in, you know, it's like, well, it's way underpriced. $50,000 is a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, so just the price without the context doesn't tell you anything, doesn't tell you enough, right? It's only half the information you need to make a decision. So don't present the price before they understand what they're getting for the price. And then second, sales conversations should be structured. So there should be some flow and format to how you have a conversation with a person. Um, and I guess as the sales rep or the you know person having or directing that conversation, you should be the one to direct that conversation. So it should be you engaging them in a conversation that you direct the pathway, they should be talking 60% of the time and you should be talking 40% of the time, but you control where that conversation goes by asking the questions. It's so funny because I, you know, when I first started um, selling, uh, I had, a, I, this is something I did wrong, you know, for a long time is I would I didn't want to have a structure to my sales conversations. I thought, oh, you know, it's an organic com- communication between two people and I want to be spontaneous and, you know, that's so fake and, you know, structuring conversation. But then, like, over the years I've realised, well, when I teach a Pilates class, I don't just do random shit for an hour. Yeah, we you know, it's like <laughs> there's a structure to it. You know, you start with the warm-up and, you know, move through Didn't progressions. we do a thing on that just recently? <laughs> um it's like, well, in so many things, you know, if I, I don't know, if you're writing a story, it's got a beginning, a middle and an end. If you, you know, if you're baking a cake, you don't put it in the oven first and then mix the ingredients second. It's like you, you, you've got a, <laughs> there's a structure to doing it, which has a, a more, a much higher probability of giving you the optimal result that you want. I think the difference lies is it needs to be structured, not scripted. Right. And that's the difference. Right. People right. often think, you know, I'm sure we've all had those experiences with door-to-door sales reps and they come to you and you can have four of them come in the row and they they all say the exact same conversation and they've learnt it from the script (laughs) or you've called or, you know, you've answered your phone and you've got a sales rep selling, you know, electricity or something and it's a conversation that is really scripted. It's not a connection. And that's yep. different to having structure to your conversation. Structure to your conversation gives you the ability to have a connection and an organic conversation with someone, but still ins- ensure that you tell them what they need to know and ask the questions that you need the answers to in order to present information to them in a way that makes sense to them. So that's all structure is, basically. Right. 
And just in the same way that you'd structure an assessment session, you know, first you'd ask them about their goals, second you'd, you know, assess them physically, third you'd, you know, whatever it would be, right, whatever your structure is. It's like, well, you might not do the exact same assessment test with every client, you know, but you would always do some kind of assessment tests and they would usually do them after you ask the client about their goals and their history and whatever. It's like, so there's a structure to that process, but it's not identical every single time, but it's always pretty similar. And so that's the same with the sales conversation. And you can only have a structured conversation when you are directing the conversation. If the client directs the conversation, it's just going to go off in random weird ass directions. <laughs> so, go off on a tangent of something yeah. irrelevant. Right. So, so, um, you know, so, so, and you can maintain the structure and direct the conversation by you being the ones, uh, the one asking the questions, right? So you, you ask the questions, um, and so when the client comes in, and, and this is the mistake that I used to make all the time, client comes in, asks a question, I'd answer. Then the client would ask another question, I'd answer. <laughs> then the client would ask another question, I'd answer. Then they'd go, okay, great, thanks, and then walk out. <laughs> and know. I think the the problem there is they ask what they think is relevant to them. Right, right. But they don't necessarily, at that point, they don't necessarily know enough about what you're offering or the value of what it will give them to be able to ask to be able to ask the right questions. Right. Uh, and I think that's where you, as the person that is delivering the service, gets to engage in a conversation to ask some questions that are going to be relevant to knowing whether or not you can help them, whether or not it's a fit, right? Because if it's not a fit, then it's not going to work regardless. But you don't you don't know that if you don't ask the questions, right? I mean, just just say you went to the doctor and said, "Oh, doctor, how much are your antibiotics?" And imagine if the doctor just said to you, "Oh, they're you know thirty dollars," and that was the end of the conversation, right? That would be negligent. <laughs> you would expect the doctor. Which to say, antibiotics? Well, why do you think company you need sells the most? What symptoms, what symptoms are you having? You know, yeah, um, etc. Uh, and so that's the same. If someone walks in and asks you, how much is your five pass? Don't just say, oh, it's X, it's $100 or whatever, and then leave a silence, right? But it's the same as, you know, in that that analogy in going to the doctor. If you go into the doctor and they go, we've got this amazing new procedure, I think you should have a look at it. Well, they didn't even ask you anything about right. you. That's presenting right. price before, you know, oh, we've got this right. thing, this is the thing that, you know, oh, you should do this Pilates class or you should do this exercise program or you should do these sessions. If you don't know why they're there, where's the value exchange there? Like you can't make, right. you know, you can't make assumptions on why they're there because they are they are individual, I think. Right. And so this gets to the heart of, you know, sales as service where you, the goal is not to sell your stuff. The goal is to solve the client's problem at a profit. Hmm. So, which is not the same thing as just shoving stuff down people's throat that they don't need. So, in order to solve their problem, first you have to know what their problem is, right? So, Absolutely. <laughs> but again, so, right. that's just conversation. Like, you, you know, you talk to your friends in the street and you ask them how they are and how's your day and how's their, how's work and how's the kids and how's that, you know, and you ask all of the normal questions. But for some reason, when people get into sales conversations, they just zip their lips and I don't know what to say. And so they feel awkward about it instead of yeah. actually just talking. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, all right. So the first, you know, so our, our three-step process that we want to share with you, um, you know, and there's, there's 101 ways that people have sort of explained how to sell, but they all boil down to the same basic structure. You know, first you ask some questions to understand what the client's trying to achieve, uh, why that's important to them. Second, you explain the value. And thirdly, you close, you know, ask them, ask them for the, for their money. Uh, and then there's a bonus fourth step, which is you, you know, solve their obstacles, overcome their rejections, however you want to claim it. So, you know, some people might call it a five-step process, a 19-step process or whatever, but it's like, it's basically the same structure. You ask questions, you sell the value, you close, you overcome objections. So we're going to go through those steps. Um, so number, step number one is ask questions to find out their goals. And by the way, we're going to share these. Uh, we've made this into a Google sheet, which we will share with you. There'll be a link in the show notes. Um, what we're going to go through today is not a script. It's just a set of suggestions. You know, you don't ask all of the questions that we're going to ask, that we're going to share with you. It's like it, you. this is to help you structure your conversations and give you some talking points, some starting points for, for talking with your clients. And you can literally use some of these questions, but you wouldn't want to use all of them with every person. Like dot points. Yeah. Um, do you know what? Uh, right. So when, so when a client comes in or you know, rings you up on the phone or whatever it might be, um, ask questions to find out their goals. All right. So here's the thing though. Most of the time when the client comes in, the client asks the first question and that often is how much is your casual class slash price pack, I mean, five pack or whatever. I was wondering about the prices, whatever. So the first question that we've, the questions that we've got here about asking questions to find out their goals. So things like, like, why do you want to do Pilates? Um, what do you hope to achieve by working with me? How will you know if our sessions together have been successful? What prompted you to come in today? How long have you been thinking about this? So, you know, there are lots of other questions you could use, but basically they're asking people, you know, why are you here? You know, what, what do you want to get out of this? Um, and it might seem weird, but um, you literally, when they ask the price, you just literally ask them one of those questions. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, you want to say something? I think, yeah. yeah, I think often, and, and again, this is the part of you direct the conversation. A lot of the time people will come in and they don't know what to ask. So they ask, how much is it? Because yeah. that's a really basic question yeah. and they don't, they don't know anything about it. So they don't know what to ask about your sessions, what they're like. What is, so they just ask you the cost because that seems somewhat relevant to what they're looking for. And a, a way of you being able to direct those conversations is actually just to bring it back to your connection as a person and, you know, hey, welcome to our studio. What brings you here today? Or, hey, you know, they'll ask you price and it can just be a, oh, great, I can help you with that. How's your day been? And you get the the dialogue and the conversation going to kind of break down some of those barriers. It's always useful to reassure them that you can help them with the questions that they have and that you're the right person. But it's actually nice to be able to just have a conversation with people initially so that you get to know them and they get to know you. Because essentially people will make a decision about your business within the first 10 seconds of meeting you, mm. right? They'll, they'll, you know, so, so how you approach them and, you know, being friendly, being polite, if they've asked you a direct question, a direct question, you want to be able to tell them that you will answer those things, but let's find out a little more to see whether this is the right fit for you. Let's role play that out. Can I be sure. the client? <laughs> sure. All right. So Kylie's uh, sitting at the, at the front desk of her <laughs> Pilates studio 
and uh, I'm just wandering in off the street and I'm sort of looking a little bit lost. And uh, I walk up to Kylie and I say, hi, I was just um, wondering about your prices. Hi, I'm Kylie. How are you? You are? I'm Raf. Yeah, nice to meet you. Hi, Raf. Nice to meet you. And what brings you here today? Um, Well, you know what? I work just around the corner and I've walked past here a lot. And every time I walk past, I kind of feel kind of drawn to come in, but I've kind of been avoiding it at the same time. Um, But today I just felt like, you know, the sun was shining and I had an extra cafe latte this morning and I thought, you know, hang it (laughs) all. (laughs) I've got to, I've got to go in and, and, uh, you know, and inquire. Okay. Amazing. And so tell me about uh, what was drawing you in today. What was different? You know what, like I've, my back's been really killing me for a while now, like a a few months and I'm not sure what it is, like if it's my bed or, you know, sitting at work or something, but you know, I feel like I really need to get stronger and, you know, like I'm feeling really stiff and I'd, you know, like basically I'm just uncomfortable physically. And, okay. um, you That's know, hard. I have a girlfriend who's like swears by Pilates. She's been like trying mm-hmm. to drag me down to Pilates for ages, but like she lives ages away and it's not convenient for me to go, you know, where she goes. With her. And, yep. and this is really convenient. So I just, you know, like I'm just really curious about what it's all about really. Okay. Amazing. And have you done Pilates before? I've never done Pilates before. Although I, I no. did like, you know, I mean, I, I've kind of seen videos of it and stuff, so I kind of have a sense of what it's about, but I've never done it. Okay. And do you do any other forms of exercise? Um, does Does that include like drinking a glass of wine on Friday night? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, you know, there, there's Pilates for wine lovers. <laughs> I'll sign up for that one. You sign up for that one? That one's fun. So – yeah, I mean, as far as as far as your schedule, what's that like? Like, how often are you looking at coming in? Do you think? All right, so I'm just going to hit a pause on the uh, on the uh, role play there. That was a great role play, Kylie. <laughs> Pilates for wine lovers. I've seen a meme about that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, hopefully, you know, for if you're listening to this, that illustrates like how easy and simple and effortless it is to really just deflect the question about price into talking about that person's reasons for coming in and why why they're here. And honestly, you know, having done this, you know, hundreds of times myself now, people just don't have a problem with that. Like it's, you know, they they love it when you ask questions about them. I would actually probably even backtrack that a step first and when you were walking in, looking around, be the person to engage the conversation. Because mm-hmm. if you engage the conversation, you direct the conversation, and then you're not left, you know, flapping, mm-hmm. going, I don't know what they're going to ask me. If you actually engage the conversation, you get to direct where that goes. And it's well, a much easier, it's a much easier way to, you know, you can then do the, hey, how are you doing? What brings you here today? And so they start the conversation with telling you about why they're there, what they're interested in. So you get to you get to build that. All right. Well, let's just role play that out. So Kylie's just sitting at her desk, you know, front of the desk, waiting in away. between the in between classes. And uh, I sort of wander past, peer in the window. Then I open the front door. Ding ding. 
Hi, how are you today? Welcome. Hi. What brings you here? Uh, well, I was just, you know, I was just wondering about your prices. Amazing. I'm Kylie. I'm absolutely happy to help you. I'm an instructor here, so I can take you through all of the prices. Let's just find out a little bit about what you're interested in doing and so we can work out, you know, whether it's a good fit for you. How's that sound? Sounds awesome. All right. Um, so, yeah, so great role, great role play again, as, you know, of course. Um, so, uh, all right, so basically control the con or direct the conversation and the way you do that is by asking questions and you ask specifically questions about why are they here? What do they want to achieve? You know, what drew them to come in? What prompted them to come in? What do they hope to achieve by doing Pilates? Um, and there's a whole bunch of questions that you can use, that you can use as follow-ups um, to that um, that I think we can we probably won't you know, spend a lot of time on just because uh, you know we want to get through a lot today. Um, but basically, if you can you know if you can get deeper into somebody's true motivations for why they want to do it, then you're much more likely to actually demonstrate to them how valuable and important this is. So, you know, if I come in and say, I like, oh, I've just been thinking, you know, Kylie says, why you want to do Pilates? And I say, oh, I've just been thinking about it. You know, all the girls are doing it. It's kind of fun. looks good. If Kylie's like, okay, great. Here's the prices. <laughs> That's a very, very superficial level of, you know, reason that I've got, right? Where if Kylie says something like, okay, so, you know, the girls are all doing it. So, you know, what kind of sparked your interest about it? You know, and then I might say, oh, well, you know, my particular friend, so-and-so, you know, she had really sore back and now she, now her back's yeah, better. With that. And then Kyla might say, oh, well, so, you know, do you have back pain? I'm like, oh, well, yes, I do have back pain as a matter of fact. Ah, oh, so tell me about that. about that. And you can, then you can ask these follow-up questions like, okay, so what, you know, what difference does that make in your life? Like, why is it important for you to do something about this now? Now, what's held you back from doing something about this up until now? And what will happen if you don't do something about this? You know, and you can ask these types of questions that can actually get quite deep into someone's reasons for, you know, and like it's amazing how deep you get with people, even with just some very, very gentle, open questions like this. Like I've had on multiple occasions, people crying, telling me about their marital problems, you know, their, their fights with their when kids. When you open their, the question. <laughs> right. And it's like. You know, you, you get, you know, within like 30 seconds, you get from, oh, I was just wondering about your prices to like, oh, I'm worried my husband doesn't love me anymore, <laughs> you know? Like, I want to do something about that. Yeah. 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 So, and, and, and the point is not to like unearth people's like painful, like life mm. situations, but it's just to understand why is it important to you? Like, why is this important to you? And, and for them to acknowledge that, because a lot of time people aren't consciously aware, like, Consciously, they might just be thinking, oh, yeah, you know, Pilates looks good. So-and-so, you know, does it. Everyone does it, Pilates. Right. But that. then, but actually, a lot of the time, there's something a lot a lot deeper and more profound, you know, for that person underneath that. It doesn't always have to be like, you know, crying, but it, often it's like it's very, there's a powerful reason underneath and that if you ask a couple of follow-up questions like, why is it important for you to do something about this now? You know what will what will happen if you don't do something about this? You know how long how long have you been thinking about this, etc. You know you can really uh, help them get in touch with why it's important to do this. But also that'll be the reason that they will buy. That will right. be the reason that they do it. 
right? One other, just backtracking a little bit, one other thing I would also suggest when you have someone come into your studio, and it's a really basic, basic sales technique, but match and mirror their demeanor, right? Match and mirror their behavior so that you can connect with them and then bring them up, right? So you connect with them where they're at. So if they're really quiet and you can, you know, if they kind of really apprehensive and you go, hey, how you doing? You know, like you're just going to totally freak them out and they shut down and they're like, oh, you know, I don't know about this. This is like all a bit too much for me. Where if they are in that meek and mild state and you're like, oh, hi, how are you? Come in, you know, welcome. And if someone's like, really chilled, laid back. You can kind of, you get that vibe from them. If you're going to talk a hundred miles a minute at them, they just, they can't even follow you, right? So you have to bring your conversation, the cadence of the way you speak, the tonality, you get that kind of connection with them and then you can bring them into your conversation. And that's part of the very basic, how you get to control that, that dynamic as well. Yeah, that is so important. All right, so we have uh, we have uh, asked them questions about what brought them in and what prompted them to come here and why that's important and uh, what will happen if they don't do something about that. Uh, and next thing, so now we get to a point where we feel like we understand why they're here, right? And uh, at that point, you know, I think it's a really good plan to to restate that to the person. You know, just to check, like, have I understood you correctly? So this is important to you because, you know, blah, 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 blah. And if you don't do anything about it, da, 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 and you've been thinking about it for, and, you know, have I understood that? You know, have I missed anything? Mm. And I think it's completely feasible to frame it like that. Have I, you know, can you just confirm for me, have I understood that correctly? Or am I correct in saying this is what you want to achieve because the thing is when they say it it's real right if you say it it's just you telling them something but if they say it it's real and for you to you know reiterate what they've said it just brings it to the forefront of their mind of their decision making process in why they're there and what they want to achieve it also shows that you actually understand them and and you and listened that, yeah that you listen you understand and that and that tells them that when they are a client, they will receive that treatment as well. Yep. All right. So we're asking questions to find out about their goals. And these and the question, the point is to actually find out about their goals so you actually understand their goals. And then you can say to them, hey, have I understood this is your goal and this is why this is important to you? Um, and that they can go, yeah, that's exactly why I'm here, right? And and if, if that's not quite right, they'll tell you. They'll, oh, no, it's more some, such and such, you know. Um, and then you just restate that back and go, oh, okay, great. So it's such and such. And they go, yes, that's it. And then you yeah. go, okay, great. So I feel I understand why you're here now. Um, and then so the stage two is what we call sell Maui. So, yeah, can you talk us through selling Maui? Maui? <laughs> well, I think it's it's selling selling the dream, selling the destination. You know, you're not selling them we have amazing reformers here and our floors are super clean. So when you come in, you're going to have a great experience. You know, it's about what they want to achieve and why they're there. And when you have reframed that to them, when they do these sessions three times a week, they're going to feel better. Their pain's going to be better. They're going to, you know, whatever their reasons are for coming, you're reiterating 
the way they get to those things. And it's just you're selling the dream, you're selling the destination, not the flight, you know. Right. So when when you know when you have that initial uh, series of questions that you ask, you know, like, what prompted you to come in today? You know, tell me more about that. Why is that important? What will happen if you don't do anything about that, etc.? What how does that show up in your life? Um, you know, often you get to these really deep things like, oh, I just don't like what I see when I look in the mirror, or I'm worried my husband doesn't care for me as much anymore, or my back's been killing me. I can't play with my kids, or I'm worried I won't be able to do my job because of my you know, neck pain or whatever. So you get to these really kind of quite profound, you know, things for people. And, you you know, when you're at that level of depth with people, it's never, oh, I really need a modern reformer in my life. You know, I really need a fully equipped studio. It's not that. It's always something personal about their life, their relationships, their, you know, their health, you know, something like that, that is personal to them. And so, you know, that's what we sell. We sell a holiday in Maui. We don't sell the plane flight, the TSAQs, the, you know, the visa application, the, you know, packing, you know, the taxi ride to the airport. No one wants to, wants that stuff. That's a necessary evil you put up with in order to get to Maui. But I think that the really basic nuts and bolts of that is it's about them. It's, it's about, about them. them, not about, about you. Them. Yes. Right? When yes. you make it about them, and 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 think that just go. What is it about them? What do they want? What are, you know? It's not about your reformers, your skill, your expertise. What industry bodies you're a member of? Da 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 da. Right? It's about them. Can you help them? Yes, I can. Here's how we do that. So all right. So if we were to role play that out, right? So just say you've you know I've walked in. You've you know asked me those questions, and just say we got to a point where. You know, we, you know, maybe following on from that previous role play, where I was kind of just curious, and my girlfriend's been telling me about it. My back's been killing me, and I've been, you know, walking past and you know, feeling drawn in, and and maybe Kylie kept, maybe Kylie kept asking me a couple more questions. I got to be like, well, you know, I'm now I'm 50, and I'm my body's changed, and I'm, you know, I'm worried that this is only going to get worse from here, and. You know, I get hot flashes and I've got back pain and, you know, and I think I'm just getting old and I don't want to get old. Sounds <laughs> um, like you're hitting menopause. <laughs> yeah, it feels like it. Um, uh, and, you know, so maybe we get to this like, oh, you know, it's I've got these aches and pains. I'm just getting old. I'm worried it's just like downhill from here on in. Everything's sagging and like, you know, I just, I, I'm, I don't want to feel this, you know. And maybe we get, to, and that's not an unrealistic place to get to. Like those, that's a conversation I've had with many, many people. Um, that's an everyday occurrence when you have these conversations well, because you're talking about real stuff with people. Mm. You know, this is actually what's going on for people. And it is okay to, when you, when your clients open up to you like that, you don't need to keep the conversation light and about money and about, it's okay to see them and go, wow, that must be really hard or I can understand that would, you know, I can understand that must be hard to feel that every day because seeing them in their moment of truth, one, helps your connection with them because they're like, okay, you've listened to me, but also it makes it okay for them to feel those things. And I think it is important when people come into your studio that they feel they can be who they are and that's how they work through that and that you are the person that's going to be able to help them do that. Yeah. 
And having a like a real conversation with somebody is so rare and powerful that it's like even even if you don't even sell Maui to them at this point, if you actually just show them that you actually deeply care and understand and you can just hold space for them and it's okay that they share, not only that it's okay, that you actually want them to you encourage share it. What's, what's the real reason that they're here and that you understand that and don't judge it and like basically you've done three quarters of the work already at this point, mm. right? But that um, goes back to the you are the solution. <laughs> right. Right. All right. So just say we've got to that point. You've asked me those questions. And so now can you just maybe just restate that and check for understanding and then we move into selling Maui? Okay, great. So can you just reframe for me your uh, – So I'm, you, you know, I'm sort of perimenopausal and I'm not feeling great about that and I wish I was 25 years younger and – my back didn't ache and <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so I can understand how you feel that way. Um I've had those moments. So as far as uh coming in, what's your schedule look like these days? Uh well, I work just around the corner. So I'm okay. here kind of Monday to Monday to Friday. But uh so I normally like I I work kind of eight till five, but um like Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I actually leave early to pick up the kids from school. Okay. So um, it would have to be like, a, you know, either before work or kind of Monday, Thursday. Friday's really my night with, out with the girls, so Fridays are out. So it'd be Monday or Thursday okay. nights or like in the morning maybe. Okay, beautiful. So, you, I mean, it sounds like you've got a few times here and there that you could fit in some stuff. And I guess that's the thing. In wanting to get you to feel better and, you know, look better and and be more comfortable in your skin, you are going to need to come in a couple of times a week and that's, you know, that will give you a reasonable result. We can start out nice and gently and then progress from there, but you are going to want to come in a couple of times a week. And I think once you start, you'll want to come in more and more. And that's, you know, that's always the attraction with Pilates. You start to feel better, you start to look better, you see those results and they're self-fulfilling, right? Like, they make you want to do it more. And I think that's why, as you said, you, you've girlfriends come all of the time. That's why they come all the time because they come out of class and they feel amazing and they're like, I want more of that. Who doesn't want more of that? Brilliant. So we can work within that schedule. So, all right. So I love that. Um, uh, and I love the way there you explained to me the benefits of the program without mentioning any specific thing. You didn't even tell me if I'm going to be working on a reformer, on a mat, no, how long the classes are, <laughs> you know, nothing like that. And as a client, I don't care about that, you know. But you be can like, get to that, right? Yeah. You can get to that right. and I think you you want to be able to find out where the where the motivators are for them and then what they enjoy. And if, if you haven't done Pilates before, you're not going to know whether you love reformer or you love mat work right, yet, right? right? Like, and that's that was the gently, gently, right? Because it is, whilst I guess you don't want to make assumptions for everyone, but it's really common that people that haven't done something before, it's outside of their comfort zone, to make them feel comfortable of, it's okay, we can start easy and then you'll build it. It's like it makes it emotionally doable. And I think that's one of the really beautiful things with Pilates as a modality. It is emotionally doable for people and they can start wherever they're at 
and they can build through to, you know, from rehab through to athletic conditioning. So there's a there's a spectrum there in how you work with those clients based on what they're wanting to achieve. Yeah. And I love how you basically all you talked about were, were how I wanted how I'm gonna feel, right? And how I'm gonna achieve those benefits that I wanted to achieve and how you know and yeah, so that's But you great. don't know what being on a reformer is like right. yet. So right. I can tell you about it, but it has no context for you because right. you don't know until you do it. That would be like if I came to you to book my travel to Maui and you say, oh, the 747, you're going to fly on the engines. I've got these new engines and they go around at, you know, 75,000 revs per minute and they blah, blah, blah. It's like, I don't care. I don't know. Like, <laughs> who <laughs> tell knows? Me, tell me about, about the cocktails tell me about I'm going to have when standard. I arrive. <laughs> but I'm going to get there. Right. Um, all right. So first, the, so the person comes in, we uh, we don't present price before we present value and we're almost at the point of presenting value. So first we we direct the conversation. It's a structured conversation which starts by us asking questions to find out their goals, moves on to us selling Maui, which really just is, you know, um, a metaphor for us selling them the benefit that they came in to achieve. Like, okay, I want to achieve X. Ah, well, guess what? You're going to achieve X. And here's how it'll feel when you do achieve X. <laughs> and won't that be amazing when you have X in your life, you know, and how's that going to show up? And also what we were able to do there was to frame in advance, right, and it is important that you do it in advance, a realistic expectation right. of you're going to need to come in a couple of times a week if you want yep. those results. Yep. You know, so you've already taken out the question about a casual class, right? right? Right. Like that's off the table now right. because they know a casual class is not going to get them those results. You've what well, one casual re- class isn't going to solve menopause? No, I don't think so. Sorry, Damn it. <laughs> I was hoping one class would do it. One class, I know. <laughs> Wouldn't we all be amazing? <laughs> well, a five but pack, I, five pack should do it though, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um. It, it is that thing of you get to kind of drop in those, you know, you're going to need to come a couple of times a week. You'll probably, you kind of get to build the, you know, the frame of what it is they're going to need to adhere to in order to get the results before you've even presented it, right? right? And this is the point of asking the questions first because then you get to understand what it is they want and you also get to build a realistic assumption in your mind about what they need to do to legitimately have achieve those results. Mm, mm. And you can sit with that with a le- level of integrity and go, well, as an instructor, I know you're going to need to come three times a week or twice a week or whatever it is that, you know, and and you get that dynamic of is that within the realm of what's possible, right? Because that's why we ask the question mm. about, are you here? Or, you know, what's your week look like? Because you can have those conversations and it takes out a lot of the objections before they even come up because you actually present the information in a way that makes sense to them. Great. So basically like, you know, consciously or subconsciously, I already know I'm going to be coming twice a week and I know I'm going to feel great after class and I'm probably going to want to start coming more often fairly soon because Kylie explained all that to me, right? Once I start feeling great and you want experiencing more of that. the benefits, I'm going to want more of that. Um, all right, and so then we've so now we have 
uh, asked questions to understand their goals. We've sold Maui, or in other words, we've presented the value that they got. And the value is not we've got X brand of reformers or I've got X Y Z certification. Or the value is I'm going to f- you, how you're going to feel, right? You're going to experience these benefits that you told me you just want. Uh, and now we get to the close, and the close is where you essentially ask them for you know to make the purchase. Okay, and I'd say the number one mistake that I reckon uh, people make in sales, uh, amateur people, who of which you know I was one for a very long time. We've um, all been one. Yeah, is just to not ask for the business, right? And, and or to ask a single question with right. a yes or no answer. Right. Ask for yes. Yeah, They're so, equally as bad. Right. So not asking or just asking, you know, do you want to do it or not, basically. Um, so we're going to solve both of those at one fell swoop by doing um, what we're going to call the this or that close. So um, let's so, – so, yeah, so basically where you – we talked through this on our last show where basically you present two options. Sometimes you can present three, but, yeah, I agree with you, Kylie. Two is probably better. Um and you present two options that you know are both going to solve the problem. And maybe there are kind of pros and cons to doing it one way or the other way. Maybe one way is cheaper, but less flexible. The other one's more expensive, but there's more flexibility. You know, maybe one's faster, one's slower, you know, whatever it might be, but they're both going to solve the problem. And then it's up to the client to decide, okay, you know, do you prefer to fly economy or first class? You know, do you want to take the direct flight or stop off in wherever, you know? Um, and so uh, rather than do you want to go to Maui or don't you, okay, it's like would you like to, you know, fly direct or, you know, with a make stopover. a stopover? Do you have baggage? Yeah. Right. So uh, in the Pilates context, uh, again, going with that this same kind of role play, okay, so we've sold Maui, we've talked about the benefits, we've agreed that I'm probably going to be starting off with twice a week, okay. So then, you know, presumably we've got some packages and I could buy like a, you know, a 10 class, 12 class, 20 class pack sort of thing. Or maybe I could do like a a monthly recurring membership. membership. And maybe there's other options. Maybe I could do large group class, like a group of 15 people. Okay. Maybe there's small group. I could do like semi-privates, three on ones or something, four on ones. Okay. Maybe I could do privates, right? So I've got all of these options. But Kylie's not going to present to me, oh, there's these 16 different things you could do, right? Kylie's going to go, okay, given Kylie's expertise as a Pilates instructor, okay, and given her understanding now of my goals and what I've said I want to achieve and the fact that, you know, two days a week seems doable for me, okay, what are the two best options, you know, from all of that? And she's only going to share those two with me, not the 16, just the two, right? So, um, you know, I don't know what those two best options would be, but, you know, you can... I guess the the reason you don't share the 16 too is you will always get the answer, I need to think about yeah, it. Yeah, too much information. <laughs> right, too much information. They can't make a decision. And so what you want to do is make the decision-making process really simple. Yep. And it can be it can be done in a conversation of, you know, hey, Raf, so I've listened to what you've said and I know that you're looking at coming three times a week, we can do it this way. Do you feel you need the support of doing a one-to-one and then some group classes? Or do you feel you're comfortable to jump straight into the group classes and we can do it on more of a monthly membership? Uh, I, no, I think I'd like to start out with with, with some one-to-ones. Amazing. And so then you've, you've, again, just drilled down a little bit more in what it is they want. And what you've also done is – you've just reconfirmed to me that you're going to purchase this. 
because yeah. you've told me what it is you're going to purchase. You yeah. want to do more one-to-ones. So then when I present information to you, I'm going to present you two options that give you that. And generally they will be ones on a, a you know, paid in full five pack, something like that. The other's on a monthly membership option, right? But both of them give you the level of service that you're looking for. And generally it's a difference in payment terms or difference in flexibility of terms more than anything. But essentially they they both do the same thing. And then you just go, you know, would you like this one or this one? Which one are you leaning more towards? Right. And it's All a right, really so- easy conversation. All right, so if we, if we just pick that up again, if I say, okay, yeah, no, I think I'd really like to start with the one-on-ones, I mean, basically just to get my confidence up. Amazing. That sounds awesome. So we can do that a couple of ways. We've got this over here, which is a, a pack where you do a one-on-one and then you've got some structured classes, but it's valid for a 30-day period. Or you can jump straight in and do a weekly one-on-one, which will be great to build in confidence and you'll get that sort of personalised care as well as some group classes. Which one do you think you'll any more towards? Uh, how, how much is each one? So this one is $150 and this one is $59.95 a week. Oh, $59.95 a week sounds like a good deal. Amazing. Let's get started on that one. All right. And so... Uh, so I think a couple of things I'd like to highlight there about what you did, Kylie, were one, that uh, at this point in the conversation, so we're right towards the end of the conversation now, this is when you do tell on the price, right? So there were, when I asked the price, Kylie was like, oh, the price is this, bam, like straight away, there's the price because she's already shared the value, right? So I know what I'm getting for the price. But And I guess often I probably incorrectly made the assumption there that in person we were showing you the no, prices no, on a, no. you know, like on a on a membership schedule or, a, you know, a timetable or something like that. Because often when they're in the studio in front of yeah. you, you will have yeah. that marketing collateral there. And it's easy to present it to people in a way where you show them and you can circle the one that matches what they're after. And again, they're all just reiterating the sales process and their buying signs that that's what they want. Yep. The second thing that I really want to highlight there is that you did what's called price anchoring. So basically you said the higher price first of, you know, this one's $150. And I was like, oh, $150 sounds like a lot. And then you said, and this one's $59 a week. I'm like, oh, that sounds a lot cheaper. But And of course, when I think about (laughs) it, it's $150 once off versus $59 a week. So after a month, I've paid like, you know, $240 on that $59 a week one. So it's actually more- yeah. It's actually it's more. more expensive, but it seems like less because first you set a bigger number, okay, and then the smaller number sounds smaller. So if you'd presented it the other way, like this one's $59 and with this other one's 150 right, the $59 one doesn't seem anywhere near as cheap as it does when you start with 150 and then go, and there's this other one for 59 and I think, you know, it It was also that that one gives you a one-on-one each week plus your right. classes, which then builds in continuity in your experience. So, you right. know, particularly in the early stages with your clients, you want them to come a few times to have that personalised care so that they can engage through their program and feel supported. And that in itself, one, helps them get their results, but also helps them 
learn the process, get comfortable with things, and they're not just, you know, making it up as they go along. Great. All right. So, uh, you know, so basically we've done the close and it's the this or that close, you know, would you prefer this or that? Okay. Here are the two things that I think are going to solve your problem. This one's got this advantage. This other one's got this other advantage. Which one are you more leaning towards? So just on that, I would always present the one that you want them to take second. Yep. So, and, and what one you choose for them to take is sometimes directed by your business structure and whether you want paid in full memberships or whether you want people on monthly memberships or whatever. So, but you present things in such a way that you go the one that you want to direct them to take because that either gives them the better outcome or you feel it's a better decision for your business and it's going to give them, you know, the outcome that they're looking for and or is cost effective or whatever the reasons, but you present the one that you want them to take second because it's the last one to stick in their mind. Great. And preferably something at a higher price point beforehand. All right. So then just say at this point, um, you know, things didn't go perfectly because sometimes they don't. Um, And, and, I then say, oh, okay, great. Yeah, I, I have to think about it though. You okay. Know? So what is it that you need to think about? All right. So What's then we get into there for you? <laughs> we get into our stage, uh, you know, which is this is our bonus step now because we've given you our one, two, three step process, which is step one, uh, ask questions to find out the goals. Step two, sell Maui or build a value. And step three, the this or that close. And now we're into bonus step, step four, which is solving their obstacles or their objections. So um, there are basically, now there is there are, there are a million different reasons why people will say, I'm not ready to buy right now. But I think they basically boil down to uh, three main reasons. And I'd say 90% of all objections, you know, all times people don't buy right now, it's because of one of these three things. Number one is what I just did, which is kind of what I would call a vague objection. So it's not like specifically saying, oh, it's too expensive or Thursday don't work for me or something. It's just saying, hey, I have to think about it. I have to talk to my husband. You know, now's not a good time. You know, it's just like vague. It's not specifically saying what the problem is. Number two is time. I just don't have enough time. Okay, number three is don't have enough money. Now, there are other objections, you know, like, oh, whatever, my knee hurts so I can't do Pilates, you know, whatever it might be. But but 90% of objections, I think, fall into like either vague, time or money. Would you agree, Kylie? Absolutely. But essentially, this is part of that earlier conversation that you get to actually forward plan for some of those objections in the conversation by asking the questions because you can do they're like little test closes right great does that work for you oh so can you see yourself coming three times a week oh yes I can which days would suit you I'm not telling you you need to come three times a week I'm asking you amazing which days would suit you and you go oh this day this day this day fantastic so if we can make that work for you does that sound like a plan and it's like, great, you've, you, they've told you the answers. Mm. Okay. So, all right, so we've got, we've got these objections um, that fall into vague, like I have to think about it, slash I have to talk it over with, talk it over with my significant other, slash, you know, whatever else, you know, I need, oh, I can't make a decision today. Um, uh, and really what, ha- what it boils down to there is the person's not sharing with you their true objection, right? Because... I have to think about it. It's not really the reason people 
you know, don't do it. Uh, in reality, they've probably been thinking about it for fucking ages. <laughs> um, and it's really probably they're more, they're worried about spending the money or they're worried it won't work or they're worried they won't stick with it. Or, you know, there's some other, they don't trust you. Um, there's some other reason underneath it. And so how do we get at that other reason, Kylie? For me, transparency, I always just ask, you know, in in that conversation, I think if they're saying they need to think about it, it's perfectly reasonable to go, okay, no problems. What do you need to think about? Like what's actually the problem? Let me help you with that. Because if they need to think about it, there's either they don't understand the value yet or it's not a high enough value for them or they haven't understood some part of the process. And if you can't overcome what it is in that cycle that they don't understand, you're not actually going to be able to help them. So it's completely reasonable to ask the question, what do you need to think about? Can I help you with that? And then see what they say. Yeah. Another one that I really like there, I really like that as well, just a direct approach, is uh, one I got from Alex Hormozy, which is on a scale of one to 10, you know, one being no way and 10 being I'm ready to go right now, you know, how ready are you to do this now? And they might say whatever number. It doesn't matter what number they say. They might say four, eight, three, whatever number. And you just say, okay, what would it take to get you to a 10? And then they'll or, tell you what what's missing. Or you can go the other way and go, you know, how ready are you to get started? And they go, oh, three or four. Amazing, a three, awesome. You know, and then you ask the, tell me about that, you know. So what's the difference between a five and a three? And they tell you what are the things that they need to do. Essentially, it's the same question. It's just another yeah. way to frame it as well. Right. And that, that'll bring out what the true concern is. And then you can address that. And the, the, you know, I need to talk with my spouse or whatever, that's a common one. Um, and often when you bring that back to what they're wanting to achieve and what they've told you legitimately in their connection with you, it, it's like, but wouldn't you, wouldn't your spouse want you to feel better about right. yourself? Does, does Would your they really want like you it? to be in pain? Yeah. Like, yeah. Does your spouse like the fact that you've got back pain? You know, do you think they'd want you, know, you to have less back pain? <laughs> Surely they'd want to support you on that. And then they're like, oh, of course, of course, you know. But yeah. then it's a conversation, okay, so what is it that is it the money part that you need to check on or is it the, mm. you know, like what is it that they need to check? And then you could – and sometimes there are situations that you have to let them walk out to be able to bring them back in and it's not always a definitive close then. But I think if you get really specific in the what they need to think about – you can also then bring them back in on a defined time frame. Great, I'm going to check in with you tomorrow. Does that give you enough time to check with them? Or does two days give you, an, you know, how long do you need? And they go, oh, yeah, oh, I only need tonight. You know, it's like, great, I'll check in with you tomorrow. And so just briefly, because we almost are out of time, what would we do for, because we've kind of eliminated the time thing already because you already basically built that into the way that you ask questions about, okay, so twice a week, tell me about your schedule, will Mondays and Thursdays suit you, great. Um, so we've kind of eliminated the time thing by the way that you did the presentation. What about the money thing, right? So we get to the end, you're showing me the sheet, you're circling the option, you're going, it's 150 for this one, 59 for that one, and I've got to go, 
you know, that's a lot of money. Uh, I have to think about it. So thinking about it, I don't think is actually the solution, right? Like, and, and I think when you talk to people about if, if money is really a blocker, it's not that thinking about it isn't going to give them more money, right? Like it's, they're not going to magically have more money. So what you need to do is find the solution to that problem because that is a very real problem that if you can't find a way to overcome it, you're not going to sell them anything. And so then you can just bring it back to a, okay, so what do you feel is, you know, what can you reasonably afford? What would the right price be for you? It may not be the same product, but you might be able to find a middle ground there. If it's like, that's too much, I can't afford that. Okay, great. What could you afford per week? What is it worth to you? And actually just just really candidly pose the question to people of, you've just told me all about your back pain and how you feel like crap. What is that worth to you? Yeah. And 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 zip it. Like silence is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Silence is causes them to engage in the conversation because they will answer you because you're not saying anything. Whoever can hold the uncomfortable silence longer wins. <laughs> it doesn't have to be uncomfortable. It's just um, you're listening to them, you know. Um, at this point in the conversation, you should have a very strong connection with this person because you've been asking them about, you know, important things for them and you've been genuinely listening and showing them that you're listening. Um, and so, you know, at this point, I, I like that approach as well. Something I really like doing as well is just basically saying, hey, look, you know, genuine question, okay, uh, do you really not have the money? Because some people don't, okay, hmm. or is it just a matter that you've prioritized yeah, everything else above your health. And another one that I've tried is, you know, okay, if you want if you want to do this, if you really want to do this, is there anything else you can give up to make that happen? Yeah. Right? Like, okay, I want to help you. I'm an instructor. I want to help you. In order to help you, I'm going to need you to come to class twice a week at least. Right? How do we make that happen? Here's some membership options. This one's cheaper than this one. Is there another way you can make those payments? Is there anything else in your life that you can cut back on so that you can do Pilates? And that's a value proposition. Yeah. So it's you have to, again, just reiterate the value to them so that therefore the money becomes relevant. Mm. All right. So we've been through, you know, our three-step process, which is – and the firstly, um, the kind of foundational – I guess, approach um, is don't present price before you tell them what they get for the price. So give value before you give price. Uh, And the sales conversation should be structured. You should have a start, a middle, and an end. And you should be the one directing the flow of that conversation by asking questions. And, uh, you know, using our little Google sheet here, which we'll share with you in the show notes, uh, the, the stages of that process are number one, ask them questions about their goals and try and go beyond the surface level. Don't go from like, ah, oh, I just thought I'd try it. Ha, ha, ha. Get into like what the real reason why they're here and why is that important to them. Stage two is selling Maui. Stage three is the this or that close. And then stage four is if they're not ready to buy right now, um, is uh, working through those obstacles and, and really clarifying what the actual issue is rather than letting them walk out, walk out with some kind of vague thing like I have to think about it slash I have to talk to my husband slash 
you know, whatever, um, and get them right down to brass tacks and ask them some of the hard questions in a loving but clear uh, way, firm way of like, okay, well, is, you know, is this just a, is this a price thing or is it a priorities thing? Um, or is there any other way you could come up with the money or is there some other, something else, some other way you could find the time, etc. So, um, yeah, I think that's objections a great are place to signs. leave it. Yeah. So. Sorry, tell me about the buying signs. I said objections are buying signs. Objection, like if I'm standing there arguing with you about the price, okay, I wouldn't it's do important. that unless I wanted to buy it. Yep. If I was if I was standing there telling you why I had to talk about it with my husband, yeah, I'd just be I wouldn't be having the conversation with you if I didn't, you know, if I didn't want the thing. And I think so, the easiest part is people come they're coming to you. Right. They right? Came to they're you. coming to I you. In. Yeah. First and foremost, they're coming to you because they want your product or your yeah. service. And that person, like in our role play, that person probably has been thinking about doing it for ages. They probably have been screwing up their courage for ages and like they've been putting up with whatever problem it is that they're trying to solve for a long time and it's got to a point now where they're like, fuck it, I'm not going to put up with this anymore. I'm ready to do something about it. Yep. Good talk, Kylie. (laughs) Hopefully it's helpful. Well, I hope you guys out there go out and sell some really awesome solutions to your clients and make lots of money doing it. This has been another episode of Pilates Elephants. See you next time. Thanks for having me. After two exercise science degrees and over a decade and a half of reading research daily, I've condensed all the current science on rehab into a program called the Clinical Exercise Specialist Rehabilitation. Inside the program, I'll teach you to do three things. One, deeply understand how the body works. Two, confidently and expertly rehab literally any client. And three, get results for your clients. So ultimately, your clients tell their friends and you become known as the go-to expert in your area. This program is completely unlike any education you've done before, even if you've studied with us before, because of the way we've built the learning design. It's an online, flexible, skill-based learning program, which means you keep doing the skills under supervision until you're good at them. It's more of a mentorship model than a traditional course model. So rather than rushing through the content and having sort of one go at everything, you actually just practice live and we give you feedback and guidance and we dialogue and explore concepts together until you're highly skilled and confident. We just keep working the material until you get it. It's not rushed at all. It's not about ticking off the content. It's about engaging, practicing and applying it until you own it. This is a life-changing program, not some weekend certification. I've put my heart and soul into building this, and I can't wait to share it with you and help you discover your genius for anatomy and rehab. Now, because of the highly interactive nature of this program, we're only taking on 12 students worldwide. The program starts on March the 1st, and the first 12 qualified people to apply will be allowed to enroll. So if you're interested in learning more, click the link in the show notes and download the course guide or go to breathe-education.com and click on the clinical certification menu in our link in the top menu. That's breathe-education.com and click on the clinical certification link in the top menu.